0: Every time I hear about a vast flood inundating acres of farms or a sea of fire consuming miles and miles of forests or read about an earthquake or a volcanic eruption, I marvel at the persistence of man. I realize by what frail permission man has his temporary permit to live on Earth. How tenuous is our grasp is borne out by the following story.
1: Uh. Are you sure this cable car is safe? Everything down there is awfully far away.
0: Now, thousands
2: of skiers use it to get to the top of Devil Mountain. In
1: What's happening? Oh, we're stopping.
2: don't worry. Just some small mechanical follow-up.
1: We're not going to fall, are we?
2: No, 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 of course not. I can see the cable out of this window. It's fine.
1: How long are we going to have to wait?
2: Oh, I don't know. I have never been in a cable car that didn't reach the other
0: side. Our mystery drama, The Silver Medal, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr. and stars Roberta Maxwell and Russell Horton. blue sky time of year, white glistening snowflakes powdering the Vermont valleys and mountains. The children build snowmen and skiers speed across the hills. For honeymooners Charles and Theodora West, it is June in January as they hold hands under the lap robe of a horse drawn sleigh, which is taking them to the ski lodge. In all the
2: years I've been picking up folk at Glacier Junction, taking them to the lodge, the train's never been late once. Well, that would have been a nasty surprise, wouldn't it, darling? Having to spend New Year's Eve on a train. Oh, Charles, that would have been simply awful. This your uh, first trip to Vermont? Well, I've been up this way before, but my wife hasn't. Cold enough for you? <laughs> I'm used to that. Oh, I'm not. You ain't got cold winters? Where you come from, ma'am? I
1: come from Mississippi, where snow is something you read about.
2: You folks ski? Well, uh, I do, but my wife, uh... Well, uh, she's going to be learning.
1: I told you, Charles. I'm deathly afraid of high places.
2: <laughs> you can sit there and watch me. The little lady won't like riding up in that cable car. If she don't like high places. Theodora will take to it like a duck to water. Uh, what's your name, sir? Perkins. You can call me Ed. Everybody does. Uh, whoa, Abraham. Whoa. Uh, is this the lodge? Oh, no, ma'am, but... Uh... That's the ambulance coming out of the side road. Oh, the ambulance? Eh, we're mighty proud of our ambulance, bought by popular subscription. In the winter, she's working practically every day. A lot of people get sick in Glacier Junction? From the day we ran up a skier's cable car all the way to the top of Devil Mountain, not 24 hours goes by without a broken arm, a broken leg, or... A broken head!
1: Charles, you heard what Mr. Perkins said. Skiing up here is dangerous. I don't want you to do
2: it. Ah, yeah, sweetheart, I've skied all my life. My dad used to bring me to Vermont every winter. I started skiing when I was ten. But not here at Glacier. You said so. It doesn't matter where. A skier skis where there's snow. I got a silver medal for downhill racing when I was fifteen.
1: Charles, you're not wearing that medal today, are you? Well, sure.
2: I always wear it in the ski season. Now, look, you know I could teach you. You'd love it.
1: Darling, I wasn't that keen in spending our honeymoon in a cold place. You know that. Most of my friends took the Ile de France to Europe or that new super chief to California when they got married.
2: Well, I wish I could have afforded a honeymoon in Europe, sweetheart, but I couldn't. Oh, uh, what time is it?
1: Oh, my goodness. It's past midnight. We miss New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah.
2: Happy New Year. Happy New 1938, dearest. Oh,
1: isn't that stupid? Here we've been sitting in our room, gabbing away, and we missed the whole thing. Oh, it
2: doesn't matter. We've got all of 1938 to all of... Oh, um, 1988 together, huh? (laughs) Oh, hey, I I put some champagne outside the window to get cold.
1: Oh, I wonder what 1988 will be like. I'll be 71 years old and you'll be 75.
2: Sir, just at the right temperature. Now, wait, wait till I get the cork off.
1: Oh, I must say, this is not a very usual way to start a marriage. But then we're not very usual people, are we, honey? We don't have any glasses. Don't open the champagne yet.
2: uh, I've already started to. uh, The the cork's coming out. Hurry it now. There are toothbrush glasses in the bathroom. I've got
1: them. I've got them. (laughs) Here, (laughs) here.
2: Oh, just in time. (sighs) Oh. Happy New Year, sweetheart.
1: To us, darling.
2: Yes, sir? Good morning, may I help you? Uh, you're the manager, aren't you? Uh, yes, I certainly am, and you're... Uh, um... m- my name's West, Charles West. Uh, my wife and I checked in yesterday, and uh, she wasn't feeling very well. Uh, I wondered, is there a doctor in the village I could talk to? Well, it's better than that. We have uh, Dr. Carl Cheney, staying with us. He has wife and ten-year-old boy. Uh, they're our winter regulars, but this year the uh, doctor came alone. Uh, do you think he's in now? Oh, uh, he might be. You know he's a strange old bird. He has some kind of hobby. He goes out with these surveying instruments over to Devil Mountain. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, he's in room two o. Yeah, two o one. I'll ring his room. Uh, good morning. Any mail for me, Cheney? Two o one. Hey, Doctor Cheney, we were just talking about you. Oh, does that mean there is mail or there isn't? Uh, let me have a look here. No, I'm afraid nothing today. I was, uh, I was about to ring your room, Doctor. Uh, this gentleman has a sick wife. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear about that. Uh, uh, doctor, my name's Charles West. We arrived yesterday, and this morning Mrs. West doesn't feel so good. Oh, dear, what a pity. Uh, did she have any ailments before she got here, or uh, any history of illness? Oh, no, she's very healthy, very athletic. Uh, rides horses, swims a lot. Oh, last night we finished off a bottle of champagne and Theodora went to bed feeling great. Well, perhaps she's suffering this morning from the uh, effects of last night. Well, she could be right, doctor, but would you <laughs> mind coming up to our room and examining her? Well, I wouldn't mind in the slightest, but uh, I'm a doctor of glaciology and geology, not of medicine. However, if you'll allow me, with the uh, help of the management, I suggest the best cure for what ails your wife is the hair of the dog.
1: Dr. Cheney, the moment Charles came upstairs and told me about you, I couldn't wait to meet you.
2: Well, <laughs> likewise. I uh, i don't often get the opportunity to meet a southern
1: belle. Thank you, kind sir.
2: Well, uh, certainly anyone under 60 hasn't joined me for champagne in years. But as I told your husband, my dear This will cure (laughs) everything When I said to Theodora There's a man downstairs who said What you need is the hair of the dog I
1: knew right away you were a civilized Yankee Where I come from It's like being thrown from a horse You must get right back into the saddle again
2: (laughs) Cheers, Mrs. West Cheers, Mr. West. Cheers, Dr. Cheney.
1: Mmm, mmm, that's good. This is so adorable of you, Doctor. Do you generally go around offering champagne to indisposed
2: ladies? uh, What we're we're drinking is courtesy of the lodge. Uh They, They want you to have a good time here.
1: Dr. Cheney... Hmm? What plans do you have for us
2: when the bottle's empty? Oh, now, Theodora, we've taken up quite enough of the doctor's time. Well, come with me into my world. I invite you.
1: Where is that?
2: Oh, it's not far. Right outside. Now, the two of you dress yourselves warmly, and I'm going to show you a sight unparalleled anywhere in the world. Say, we'd love to. Uh, Theodora?
1: I can't think of a nicer way to start the new year. Oh. oh, don't you just adore walking through snow
2: Do you really? Honest?
1: Love it, love it
2: uh, Which way are we headed, Dr. Cheney? I, I know it's away from the lodge Well, if I said we're headed for heaven I wouldn't be very far off
1: <laughs> And how do we get to heaven?
2: Uh, there, there, right in front of you is the machinery That will take us there Ah, that is a cable car. It's wood, covered, has windows, seats about six, and is pulled along by a cable that's been strung from this point uh, to the top of it, uh, at the top of Devil Mountain. Oh, way up there. It's, mm-hmm. that's, that's miles. This
1: little box rides on that little cable all the way up there into the clouds?
2: Gosh, you can't even see the top of the mountain. Well, when we get up there, the clouds generally clear.
1: Oh, I don't know. You're going to take us up in this contraption across that enormous chasm hanging from a wire?
2: (laughs) It's a cable, Mrs. West. The car is made of solid oak and iron, and usually there are skiers standing in line to get on it. I just don't know where everybody is today.
1: Where do we pay to get on?
2: No, no payment. Guests of the lodge can ride up to Devil Mountain for nothing. It is all included.
1: It's free? Well, what are we waiting for? (laughs)
2: Just look down there, my friends, and tell me. Now, isn't that a glorious sight? Oh, don't, Theodora, not yet. Uh, She's a little anxious about uh, high places.
1: No, I'm not. I've just decided. I've no more fear of heights. It's gone. Oh, oh, you're right. Oh, you look out the window. A toy town in the valley with toy houses all covered in snow.
2: It's lovely. Now, do you know why the village we just left is called Glacier Junction? I have no idea. Because on the other side of where we're going, uh, Devil Mountain, there is a great area left over from the Ice Age. A time when a large part of America was covered in ice. Now, that's why I come here every winter. To do what? Uh, To study it. It's the largest glacier this side of Antarctica and Switzerland. Now, I have a theory.
1: Oh, well, what's happening?
2: Sounds like it's coming from up there where the wheels are.
1: Oh, my Lord. We're not going to fall, are we?
2: Oh, no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with the cable. Nothing snapped. I can see that from the window.
1: Well, oh, 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 we've stopped.
2: Huh. Uh, how far are we from the mountain, do you think? Mm, a couple of thousand yards. Can't really tell because the clouds obscure everything. What?
1: What's going to happen?
2: I don't know. But I have never been in a cable car that didn't reach the far side. Mm-hmm.
0: cable car with three occupants swings precariously thousands of feet in the air it is as if devil mountain itself had suddenly held up a hand and said stop you shall go no further the little cab hangs there swaying i suggest you hang on also and i shall be back with more in act two When you have had the privilege of introducing as many mystery theater dramas as I have, you get to know the voices of warning, of danger, and of premonition. To me, the moment that cable car stopped in midair was such a moment. I can only hope the young couple and the old geologist will make the best of it.
1: Why isn't it moving yet? I'm getting awfully scared.
2: How long have we been waiting for them to fix whatever's wrong? Well, I'd say you a good half hour. I am not sitting here any longer. I'm going to find out what's wrong. What can you do? Uh, first, I'll haul open the window. Oh. Yeah, I can get through this, all right.
1: Charles. Charles, you're not going out there, are you?
2: No, I'll be just fine. Don't you worry.
1: Make him stop. He's, he's climbing out the window. Let go
2: of me, Theodore. You want me to fall? I, I, I want to take a look at the overhead wheel. I think he knows what he's doing, Mrs. West. Come on, let him
1: go. I won't. I will not. He's not an acrobat or a stunt man. He can't climb under the roof of this cable car. We're miles up over everything. Charles, think. Suppose you should fall.
2: Now, now seriously, young man, are you physically in good shape?
1: He's the vice president of
2: the accounting department. Who goes to the gym every day. Now, will you please get away from me? Somebody has to do something. A minute. Go onto the roof to see if the wheels are jammed. If they are, maybe I can release them and pull us across. What's the point of just sitting here waiting for what? Once it gets dark, nobody can do anything. But
1: you don't know anything about cable cars. Please. All we have to do is is be philosophical and relax and wait. Dr. Cheney, please help me convince him.
2: Well, if your husband thinks he should be up there, obviously he wouldn't do it if he thought he was in danger.
1: I think you're both crazy. I'm scared. What good will it do if Charles falls off and I'm a widow less than a week after I was a bride? Trust
2: me, Theodora, I am not going to do anything foolish.
1: Charles, Charles, are you all right? I'm
2: okay, darling. Don't you worry.
1: Charles, please forget all that and come back inside. I need you here next to me. Please. They're not going to let us hang here the rest of the day. Somebody will come and fix it. Please?
2: How goes it up there, Mr. West? What? I said, how's it coming? We're still trying to find out. Uh, you don't have a pocket knife on you, do you? Uh, no, no, sorry, I don't. It uh, looks like some debris is jammed under one of the wheels. I've got a nail file. Oh, uh, Can you use a nail file? Uh, yes, I can. Now I'll reach down, you reach up. Uh, Mrs. West, you hand it to him, all right? Now, where is it? It's
1: fallen somewhere to the bottom of my bag. Hi, Deodora. Oh, oh! <laughs> no. Don't do that. Charles. You're hanging upside down. The nail file, the nail file. It's here in my bag. You are terrible. Suddenly this face appears upside down, right outside the car window. Oh, it's
2: not so hard. It's a flat roof. The only thing is, the wind really lets you have it. I uh, got well, Will you hurry up with that nail file?
1: Dr. Cheney, tell him to come back inside. I want him in here and alive.
2: Uh, Mrs. West he's trying to do the best he can. All right, Doctor.
1: You give him the silly old nail file.
2: <laughs> well, here it is, Charles. Good luck. Thanks. Well, up, up, up,
1: up, up. Oh, look at him. You mean to say he's not showing off? I wish you'd just stop that and let the cable people take care of it.
2: Yes, well, so do I, but an hour has gone by now and they've done nothing. You see, Charles is our only hope. <laughs> Haven't heard anything from you in quite a while, West. All okay? I've got the wheels clean, but there's no tension on the cable supposed to pull us. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that must be the trouble. Up at the wheel. Hey, come on down. I think you've done all you can.
1: Is he coming down?
2: I think so, yes.
1: Oh, thank the Lord. I was afraid he wasn't hearing my prayers. I, I've done all I
2: can. I'm coming down the same side I went up. Uh, watch for me and pull me in, will you? Hey, we'll be watching, but take it easy. Take it slow. Where is he? What's happening now? Uh, nothing yet.
1: Listen to that wind. He's got to fight that, too.
2: Charles, are you all right? Where are you? I'm still up here. I'm I'm trying to find the metal bars I held on to when I climbed up. What side are you looking? What side? Yeah, are you sure that's the side you came up? Uh, No, I'm not sure. I thought I could tell by where the window was open. Uh, I'm afraid we've opened all the cable car windows on both sides.
1: Doesn't he remember which side he came down to get the nail file?
2: Uh, That's a good point. Uh, Do you remember which side you lowered yourself to pick up that nail file? Oh, darn it, I don't. I've been around these wheels up here so often I've lost track. Well, Okay, I i tell you what. Are you holding on to something now? Sure, the cable. And you're on one side of the car, not the front or the back? Yes. uh, To my right is either Devil Mountain or where we came from. But the clouds have closed everything in, so I've no way of knowing.
1: Did he say he can't see anything?
2: Well, neither can we. Uh, Look out the windows. The clouds have surrounded us. Uh, West, West, hold on tight where you are and stamp your feet on the roof. Then we'll know which side of the roof you're on. Here goes. Uh, good, Charlie, good, good. Now, stay exactly where you are. There's got to be another way. I uh, I want to think a minute, okay? Anything you say, you're the doctor. Charlie? Yeah? Now, I think there's a way that's less dangerous than getting you back in here. Now, I have found some cushions. I have put them on a seat under the window you left by. Now, they slip around a lot, but Theodora is going to hold them and keep them in place while I stand on top of them, put my arm out the window, and reach up for you. Now, I think you're... uh, I think you're in the right place, so come on, get going. There. Now, can... can you see me waving my hand out the window? Here I come. I'm so angry I couldn't get the cable car moving. (laughs) Okay so far I, I, I'm going to hold on to the roof with one hand and, and grab yours with the other Can can you take it, Doctor? Well, can a 65-year-old man have enough strength to support a 24-year-old with one arm? <laughs> I'd say yes I'm not worried Okay then, start down It's uh, starting to ice up It's uh, It's pretty slippery up here I'm I'm easing myself down. See first. I see his foot. It's Charlie's foot. Uh, uh, I I I can't find a toe hole for my foot. It keeps slipping off the windowsill. I thought you were going to swing your hand down so I could grab it. I got your foot now. Don't don't kick me. I'm guiding it to the windowsill. Now. Now, you feel you're standing on the sill? Uh, yeah. I, I I found a metal bar that I'm holding on to. I'll try to. Swing the other arm down to you. Ow! It's cold as ice. It's colder. Doctor, my my hand is sticking to it. Well, go on, go on. Bend your other arm down so I can grab the hand. Now, once I have got it, you are safe. Is this far enough? No, I'm reaching for it, but I can't get close enough to you. Now that's as far as I can. Wait, 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 I see your fingers now. Don't move. Maybe... I can reach higher and grab them. My other hand's getting numb. My whole arm's numb. Uh, Charlie, I'm reaching up now to grab your hand by your wrist. Uh, I I got it. I got it. uh, 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 uh. Now what? Now, now, you've got one foot firmly on the sill. That one hand I've got. Uh Now, can you let your other hand go? Drop all your weight on me and I'll pull you in. Charlie, do you hear me? (laughs) Dr. Cheney, I... I can't let go of my other hand. It's frozen solid to the bar. I... I can't get it off. Don't don't give up. I see that the clouds are lifting. Now, there is some sun coming through, Charlie. Now, can you see... We'll just wait a little while, and the sun will melt that ice on the roof. How long will I have to wait? Not long, not long, I'm sure. We're moving. They're pulling us over. Charlie. Huh? Charlie, are you clear of any cables or obstructions?
1: You're not going to let him hang there until the cable car reaches land.
2: He has got no choice. He's frozen there.
1: So? Huh? Can you hang on till we get up there?
2: I don't have any choice, honey. Well, I've hung on this long. I'm not taking any 3,000-foot
1: dive now. Does whiskey mix with champagne, Dr. Cheney?
2: <laughs> well, as a rule, I wouldn't recommend it.
1: This isn't the time for rules. And I need some comfort in whiskey.
2: Make that two, doctor. I bartender, three whiskeys. Does your hand hurt under the bandages? Well, it doesn't have too much skin left on it. When they'd hauled me in the cable car and climbed on the roof to get me off, it was just as hard a job to get my hand loose. And the bruises on the ankles, I don't know what oh, you managed to walk all right. He's
1: all in one piece. That's all I care about.
2: Oh, here are our whiskeys. Yeah. Well, all right. Take it out of the bill. Shall we uh, drink to us again? The Three Musketeers. Some rise. That was a near miss. I guess I'm fatalistic about that kind of thing. Keep telling myself, when my time comes, it'll happen. Death. And there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, excuse me, sir. We found this, this silver medal on the top of the cable car just now. And the engineer wondered if it was yours. Oh, uh, uh, tell him. Yes, it was. And thank him. Huh? What do you know? Oh. I'm impressed The only medal I ever won He was 15
1: It was for downhill ski racing
2: Sweetheart, that's what they called it But actually it was for stamina See, what was I telling you, Mrs. West?
1: He told me, Charles That if you hadn't freed those wheels They'd never have been able to pull us up here
2: Theodore and Charlie Since we've come this far to Devil Mountain Would you still like to see what it is That brings me back here year after year? Hmm, Why not? We are here now. Besides, I don't think any of us are up to taking the return trip on the cable car right now. Let's go. Uh, Theodora?
1: Sure. I always like nice surprises.
2: It has a historical significance of untold value. But it's the sheer stupendous beauty I want you to see for yourselves. I'll
1: finish my drink. I'm ready.
2: Oh, good. Follow me. They pack a great box lunch with coffee here. It'll be my treat.
1: Charles? You forgot something.
2: I did? what did I forget?
1: Your precious silver medal. You left it lying right on the bar.
0: We are now on Devil Mountain, the site of a Pleistocene Ice Age glacier, which means we are within hailing distance of one of the great, unsolved riddles of the earth what climactic changes caused these ice formations and more incredible is that these ice behemoths move some as much as 150 feet a day you can get quite carried away on a piece of ice that does that i shall return shortly with act three Theodora thought about it later what a strange and unreal honeymoon it was Leaving a sheltered life in Mississippi to come north marry a young accounting executive Charles he 24 and she 21 and to spend that honeymoon in a place as foreign to her as the moon it certainly as cold <sighs> Oh, I love
1: walking through the snow don't you Charles, now that isn't fair. Dr. Cheney not only bought us each a lunchbox, but he's carrying them all.
2: Well, I'm used to it, Theodora, When I come up here with my wife and son, small as he is. He loves to carry my geological instruments, so I carry the food.
1: Uh, oh, is this the place...
2: Yes, see it. Yes, yes, it is. About an hour's walk from the cable car. Well, how can you tell? It's just all ice and snow to me. No, no, no. What you are looking at is a sheet of ice identical to the five million square miles, 8,000 feet deep glacial ice that covers Antarctica. Now, you just look at it and tell me. Have you ever seen anything as magnificent?
1: Carl is right. It's stupendous.
2: For me, with the sun shining through those layers of ice, it's like a, it's like a frozen rainbow. Carl, uh, what does a geologist do besides enjoying himself? Well, observe and prove. That's our aim. I have a theory that the world's getting colder and glaciers could take over more and more land. You see, the snowfields are getting larger. The evaporation, compaction, weight-bearing down, recrystallization.
1: I, I don't know what it is, Carl, but you're, you're, what you're saying is, uh, is making me very
2: hungry. It is some
1: sheep. Terrible, not
2: a scrap of scientific interest. Well, why don't you two break out the lunchboxes right here? I've got some surveying to do, and I'll be back when I'm done. Uh, Carl, uh, this glacier, now, how big is it? Uh, 75 miles long, 25 miles wide. And it keeps moving. I've got steaks I drove into it years ago that shows that.
1: Can I come see? You two go on. This sandwich is just begging to be
2: eaten. Uh, Oh, Charlie, stay here with your wife. Have lunch and appreciate one of the greatest views ever seen by anyone who isn't a polar explorer. I'll be back in half an hour. He's been gone. I I wanted to see how he measures the movement of this glacier before it gets dark.
1: He's been gone 20 minutes. You gobbed your sandwich, slossed your coffee over everything. Can't you sit still and look at nature?
2: I guess so. Hey, um, did I ever show you how to hold your body for a stem, Christie? If you can do that one thing well, honey, that there's hardly any skiing you can't do.
1: Charles, you don't have any skis on.
2: Well, just a, a demonstration. Now, I'm going to get on that rise over there. So I stand up, and and you imagine I'm on skis, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm getting itchy for you to learn, darling. The skiing's a lot different when you share it. When I got that silver medal, you should have seen the look on my dad's face. He would have loved you, you know.
1: When did he die?
2: About a month after I won it.
1: You never told me.
2: Oh, we've had so many other things to talk about. We still don't know each other that well.
1: We know each other well enough to get married. There's a little coffee left in the thermos. Come, sit by me and drink
2: it. I will, I will. But uh, first, uh, now I want to show you the Stan Christie. Now, this is what is called a traverse position. Now, I'll I'll back up a little higher so you can get the idea. Uh, t- uh, ten years ago I learned this. Uh, that's how I got the silver medal.
3: Charles! <laughs> D-
1: down there, Carl. Carl, he fell. He he was showing his me... Some kind of ski position. He, he didn't know there was a, a big separation in the ice. I, I didn't either. I've been calling to him. He doesn't answer. I, I think maybe he's stunned. You think?
3: It, it's,
1: it's like a cliff, this, uh, this big cut in the place here. It was right back of him. Carl. Can you get down on your hands and knees like I am?
3: Please, Theodora.
1: I can't see anything. It's so deep. I heard him falling. He cried out something. I don't know what. And then silence. Carl, what can we do? Tell me what to do.
2: Theodora, come back from the edge.
1: We have to to get down to him somehow. He's down there. Charles!
2: Well, I don't know what to do, Dr. Cheney. I I know I'm just the manager here, but I I feel for this poor young woman. You see, every day she takes a cable car and goes up to Devil Mountain and they. Tell me she sits at the edge of the crevasse and calls to her husband. Yes, I understand some of the townspeople go over with her with ladders and ropes and climb down as far as they can. They keep telling her we'll find him. It's a terrible charade. Is, uh, is she up in her room right now? Yes, sir, I believe she is, sir. Oh, I'm going up to see her. I, I think all of us had better start telling her the truth. She has got to be told. The honeymoon is over.
1: They're making a great deal of progress, Carl. I know they are. But I'm so worried, nonetheless. It's been days, and he still doesn't answer us. He must be badly injured. But they tell me even without food, a man can live on ice and snow a long time.
2: Uh, Theodora, you are not listening to me.
1: Yes, I am.
2: Theodora, I don't think Charles can be still alive. It is not possible.
1: No. It isn't. Is it?
2: You must go home now.
1: Charles and I, we we bought this little house in Massachusetts. And we bought dishes and linens and they're all packed away in boxes which we were going to open after our honeymoon. And new furniture, some of which hasn't even been delivered yet. And... And wedding presents from everywhere. They're in the house all wrapped up. So I... I guess... So my home is just an empty house with boxes. That's the only home I've got.
2: I meant for you to go home to Mississippi. To your father's, where you used to live.
1: I can't do that. I'm not a little girl anymore. Oh, Charles. Oh, please, come back.
2: Theodora, he can't. You must accept it.
1: I know. I know. What was it he used to say? When the time comes, it'll happen. And there's nothing I can do about it. I shall never see Charles again. I shall never see him again. Ever. Ever.
2: Ever. Well, I... I would not say
1: that. But you said there was no chance of them being alive. I don't understand.
2: Yes, well, I... will try to explain. Glaciers, my dear girl, are not massive, immovable objects. They do move. And what makes them move is a river of ice running through them.
1: Is that really true?
2: Well, I've spent a lifetime trying to prove it. So I believe Charles has fallen right to the bottom of the crevasse. Now, if my theory is fact, this river traveling back and forth mile upon mile will finally snake its way to the very top of the glacier.
1: And carry Charles' body with it. Hundreds of feet?
2: Well, miles. Inch by inch, year after year. I won't live to see it, my child. But you're 21. you could. I have a 10-year-old son. Now, if he follows in my line of work, Who knows? He he might write the final chapter to my theory, for he may be on Devil Mountain to see your Charles appear. Is there anything I can do for you, sir? Uh, aren't you the manager of the lodge? Yes, I've been for 45 years. Yeah, I thought I recognized you. You know, this place hasn't changed much in 40 years. Well, it's got bigger. You've been here before? Uh, my name is Carl Cheney Jr. No, I haven't been here since I was 10. My father used to come here to Devil Mountain. He did it year after year, and then he uh, stopped coming here in 1938. Mr. Carl Cheney, where is you? You look just like Here's the geologist. And glaciologist. Yeah, that that's right. He was studying glaciers. Are you in that line of work? Yes, I am. I uh, tried to take up where my father left off, and now I'm back at Devil Mountain. I've been there a month digging away. Living there? There ain't no houses. No, well, I carry mine. It's a big tent with everything, including the kitchen sink. It's made especially for explorers. You see, my father had a certain theory, which, well, 42 years later, I hope to be able to prove. So, I built a footbridge across the crevasse and cleared a deep path on the far side, and... Well, I only wish that my father was here now. He was so right. Anyway, uh, there was a young couple father wrote about in his notes, and uh, he said if anyone could locate the wife, you could help. Wait, Wait a minute... Ah, they were on their honeymoon. Yes, that's the couple. Mr. and Mrs. Charles West. Yes. yes. Is she still alive, Mrs. West? Yes, yes, she lives not far away. Sends me a Christmas card every year. <laughs> yes, she must be in her 60s. Oh.
1: To think I've waited all these years for the son of Professor Cheney to invite me back up here to Devil Mountain. It's just like I remember. Snow and ice everywhere.
2: And Mrs. West, are you up to seeing a ghost?
1: Not a ghost. But I am up to seeing my husband, Charles.
2: You are a surprising lady.
1: Am I? Of course. I knew why you invited me up here. Your father told me it was possible Charles would be carried from down there all the way up to the top of the glacier by an ice river, and I have dreamed of nothing else all this time. He said it would take years, and I've waited years.
2: Well, let's go then. You are going to see what I have been looking at every evening when the moon comes out. (sighs) Hold on to the railing, Mrs. West.
1: The moon is, is so bright. We should be able to see it.
2: Now, we we could have waited until morning, you know, when when the wind died down.
1: If, if Charles is really up there, do you think after waiting all these years, I can possibly wait one second
2: longer? Now, as you leave the footbridge here, hold on to the cable that I've driven into the ice. Uh, Follow me forward into this space here that I've carved out.
1: It's beautiful here. Oh, like being inside a solid piece of milky glass. And the moonlight shining through it makes everything so clear. Yes,
2: uh, now over here I've cut into the path of the river. Now it's wound its way up through here, passes and goes on through the next glacier. What you're seeing is ice water that started dozens of years ago, way down, hundreds of feet, and it's pushed its way up and up until it's finally here. But
1: where is that? Here,
2: wait. I've uh, got to chip away uh, more along here where where I can't see through the ice.
1: Let me do it. Is this the axe?
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, 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 Mrs. West, be careful of that ice axe. You'll hurt yourself.
1: How do you think I've lived all these years? I've chopped wood. I can chop ice. Uh,
2: Please. Uh, Please, Mrs. West, please, here, let
1: me. Oh, please. I'm doing fine. I know what I'm doing. Just making it wider where the river is flowing past us.
2: Please be careful. You could weaken the whole ice cave.
1: Nonsense. This ice is as hard as a rock.
2: Mrs. Mrs. West, are you all right? Yes.
1: Yes, I'm all right. But the,
2: but the whole wall of ice has come down in front of us.
1: Look. Wow. He's there. It's my own darling Charles. It, it's fantastic.
2: There he is, uh, encased in ice, as, as, as though... As though it was...
1: He, he was just there asleep. Every blonde hair of his head. If you could only know how I feel. I mean...
0: Think. This is how he must have looked to my father. Forty-two years ago.
1: Charles? Oh, darling Charles. How young he looks. How darling young. And a metal He got for skiing. Do you see it around his neck?
2: Yes. Yes, I do. It's just a foot of ice between where we're standing and your husband. I think, Mrs. West, we should both go.
1: Yes. I've seen him. I don't think there's anything more in the world for me to live for now. Would you take me back? down the mountain I want to go home
0: Young Charles West had actually, as the old geologist predicted, traveled in time from the bottom of the glacier to the top Theodora West did go back to her little home and very shortly thereafter joined her husband in death In that Massachusetts town, they buried her, and at last, the couple was together. Theodora and Charles West, side by side, a boy of 24 and his 64-year-old bride. I shall return shortly. a fearful thing, says a character in Shakespeare, to die and we go we know not where to lie in cold obstruction, in thrilling region of thick ribbed ice to be imprisoned in the viewless winds and blown with restless violence round about unquote who dares tell me Shakespeare didn't write all plots and possibilities before anyone else our cast included Roberta Maxwell, Russell Horton, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.